0: Hello and welcome to Gaming Together Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host Philip and I'm here with my co partner Nave. Each pod we play through cooperative experience and relate to you the listener if this game is a criminal crime of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey Nave.
1: Philip, I was at Arby's getting some fucking chicken, right? Chicken at Arby's? I don't eat – I mean, yeah, chicken at Arby's. Why not? But um, I was listening to our last episode, right, just trying to make sure I didn't, you know, sound stupid or anything, stupider than usual. And whenever I gave my credit card to the lady at the window, and she was like, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. She went, are you listening to yourself on the radio? And I was like – no! (laughs) (laughs) It was the worst. I didn't even realize. Uh, I don't know. It was the worst. (laughs) Dude, it was awful, dude. Yeah, you're giving me
0: psychic damage from that one.
1: <laughs> I don't know. God. I've been holding on to that story for a long time.
0: That's a good one. I don't know. It's something. It's, it is weird, dear listener at home. Uh, like we have this conversation, then after this, in the next week, I'm going to re-listen through this whole conversation when I edit out all the the crook things Nave says that can't go live, and then whenever I do finish it. I load it up, you know, prime it up so you, dear listeners at home, can get it. But then I will also listen back again to make sure I didn't mess up my edit somehow and completely desync our audio tracks at some point, which has happened. How about you message in and let me know <laughs> you're like, oh, back on episode thirty-seven, you guys really goofed it up. Be like, yeah, I know I goofed it up. I was just too tired to fix it. But so I listen back to my self-talk at least three separate times. And our episodes are needlessly long, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> like two hours. So like in one week, I will listen to what feels like 10 hours of my own voice and Nave's voice just in one week. It, and this, I
1: do really, this every week. It's like dissociating almost. It's it feels really like weird. it's not
0: me. Like, like I feel like I don't listen to me anymore. It's just another person I'm listening to.
1: Yeah, especially with all the podcasts we listen to now. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Or the other thing is like, especially like jared i feel like jared's the standout one from play along is that i've listened to him talk for so much but i feel like i've only talked to him maybe like three or four times voice to voice you know but i feel like i have hours and hours of like oh i remember when he said this well he wasn't talking to me when he said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude isn't this it's so parasocial you know what i mean when people are like like it was last episode whenever we were talking to cameron from uh the Hall of Gamers podcast, and he was like, hey, did you hear about the Salmonella g- gaming cards? And I was like, oh no, does he know that I was just fucking around when I said that? And then Phil was like, yeah, I heard that. And I was like, what, does Philip think that that's real? Did I, I, I just watch fake news? Okay, I thought it was real, actually. I thought that you were referencing
0: something that had actually happened at some point.
1: No, I was making it up. I thought it was, when I was laughing, The whole, I was like Tyson Chicken specifically. I was like, <laughs> I, maybe I made it too specific. And I I brainwashed you. Okay.
0: I I did question the Tyson thing because I didn't know if Tyson was actually in the market of transporting alongside graphics cards, but (laughs) (laughs) it would not surprise me that like we get our, we get salmonella on our lettuce all the time. And it's like, Oh, it just happens. I never question why there is salmonella all over the lettuce, but there's times when the lettuce is being recalled because it's got the, you know, the chicken funk on it.
1: Where do you even like learn about that?
0: I don't know. I'm pretty sure it just comes from the Boomer News channels. They just do like a local broadcast of like Walmart once again poisoning the youth with their lettuce consumption.
1: Thank Christ. For news? What are we talking about? (laughs) Well,
0: we are actually a weekly gaming podcast, Nave. And this week we're going to be talking about the hit game, Portal 2. But before we get there, let's just check in with our little weekly gaming journals and see what we've been playing. Nave, what have you been playing this week?
1: Uh, Dude, I've been playing Kingdoms of Amalur and Nerd. it is driving me up the fucking wall dude is it good like it is so frustrating no but oh. it's like it's one of those games where it's like the it, it roped me in like 10 hours in i'm like oh I, I enjoy this this is great it's it's basically you know it's like i talked about this last week but it's basically just fable world of warcraft fallout bioshock jade empire yeah. kind of it's that area it's a western rpg just generic through and through and I, at this point i've kind of completely lost the thread of the plot i don't know what the fuck's going on anymore But um, I'm just kind of getting through it. And I I went through and I did the DLCs like halfway through. I don't know why. And so I'm getting all of the achievements and I'm like looking at like – you know I I look at a walkthrough and I'm like what do they want me to do? Do this. Okay, I guess I'll do that. And I got a whole bunch of like really high-level gear and stuff. But I also had to fight like the hardest enemies in the game and to the point where it's like none of these are hard. They just one-shot you. It's the same as in fucking Risk of Rain. But it's like – I was fighting in – it's like there's this area where it's Greek people and they're all giant 15-feet statue people, right? And um, like they're literally – like not that Greeks were made of – like statues were made of Greeks, but all they were rock people. And so – you fight this last guy, and it 's a four phase boss fight, my least favorite kind of fucking boss fights where like you get them to 20, you get them to seventy five percent health and then they become invincible, they vanish, and then you have to do a thing. you know what I mean like this yeah. generic kind of boss fight like situation do the thing three times basically. And um, what he does is he gets a bunch of statues around you, and they just one at a time dash at you. But if you get hit by one of them, all of them dash at you at once, and you instantly die essentially. Like all you can do is sit there and mash the fucking potion button over and over again hoping that you don't die instantly, but usually you do. And it's like – I was like – I was in a party, and I left the party because I was like, I'm just going to fucking scream. I'm going to scream. I can't do this. Like it's so fucking annoying because it's not hard. It just kills you instantly like and the game is so bad like where you will dodge away and but the thing will hit you where you were like it'll go where you dodged from explode as if it hit you even though you dodged away like oh, a second no. before and then you will just die like it, there's no dodging anything it just everything magnetizes into your body the game wasn't designed for this kind of fight and of course i googled million things about this game and no one's fucking played it so it's like it's like this <laughs> underground western rpg or something i don't know but i finally got out of it and i went to the main the main game and i fought like two bosses now and i just eviscerate them and i'm like oh i think i screwed i think i did some some shit out of order you know the difficulty like not keeping up with me anymore but i'm already past the point of not caring about the story anymore because i'm so frustrated with the fucking game it's just the the exploration and the and the just the it's just west it's just scratching that itch you know that old yeah. 360 gen western rpg itch that i have and i think i'm gonna see it through to the end mostly just kind of listening to podcasts not really paying attention to what the fuck's going on but i mean the game's good enough if you're looking for something like that
0: nice what else you've been playing
1: i what have i been playing i didn't write it down no, I don't think I've been playing anything else. I'll probably remember halfway through your fucking talking about stuff.
0: All right, that's fine. Um, games I've been playing, nothing really new. EDF, Dang and 2, but I did go down to the library and pick up Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Game surprisingly good. In fact, like it's very surprisingly how good it is. Like I'd already watched Pinecone play it, so I knew that there was some quality there. But playing it firsthand, why can't they do this for um Pokemon? Like this is a oh god modern Kirby, but then I see all the problems with the modern Pokemon games. The amount of polish that goes into this Kirby game. Now it's a much smaller scope than Pokemon, I would say. But when I look at Mario Odyssey, and then I look at Mario or not Mario, uh, Kirby Forgotten Lands made by Old How Laboratories, which I don't even know what other games Hal makes. But if they can make Kirby so good, why can't Game Freak who I get that they only had one year to work on the newest Pokemon, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, but why isn't it better, Nave? Why?
1: I don't know. I think it's, a, it's something to do with like the scope of the teams and stuff like that, and also the scopes of the games. But I'm hearing that uh, I'm hearing that the gameplay is really good in the new Pokemon games. Is it? Like I'm hearing – well, it's like it's are like it's buggy and it's in a giant glitches. clusterfuck. Yeah, but it's like I, I think that a lot of people are like, man, this game is completely – is so unpolished. But also uh, they're having genuine fun with like the loop of the game. And I think that as far as games like failing in one spot and succeeding in another, that's the most important thing. Like I remember when we were talking about Halo Infinite back in its beta days a year ago. It's – time has closed. Time has passed so fast. But it's like, we were talking about if Halo's Infinite's gameplay sucked, then it would be much worse off than if, you know, whatever the fuck we said. It's been so long ago.
0: Yeah, I'm going to play... I've I've already purchased it. I'm just waiting for it to be delivered and the, putting the new Pokemon. So, uh, I mean, I may be part of the problem, or I might be on the side you've, that's going to defend it. I don't know. Like, I, I like Sword and Shield, but it definitely had problems. And I still have not played Arceus, even though I own it. So... I'm working on it. It's in my backlog. But Kirby, really good. I, I'm going to try to finish that one for my backlog next week before I have to return it, which I guess that goes right into my backlog, Bustin. Nave, I retooled my backlog because before I just had one giant list of all the games I wanted to play. But I took all the games that I have previously beaten and I moved them to a list of games I just wanted to replay. So I went from only being 9% through my backlog to 25.8% through my backlog. Because apparently, how many I had- fucking
1: games? Or is that
0: what games that I want to replay? Yeah, I've already I've already beaten most of them. (laughs) A lot of them. Like I want to go back. I want to refinish, you know, Dead Rising. I want to play Halo uh, 2 again. I want to go back and replay Shovel Knight, Dark Souls 1, Final Fantasy 7. Like I know, like I had I just played Final Fantasy 7 this year and I put I think like 39 hours into that game. But I think I'm ready to go back and play Final Fantasy. This is the classic one, by the way. Classic Final Fantasy 7.
1: My fucking like, dog keeps... I left my controller in the ottoman. I, I podcast on an Xbox, with everyone. But yeah. I love the controller on the ottoman, and it, everything kept moving in Zencast, and I was like, what the fuck? But I realized it's because Molly keeps curb-stomping my controller, and that's irritating the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of games that I just want to go back to and play again, like Bioshock 2, Bioshock 1, Super Hot 1, Sunset Overdrive, maybe. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of games that I know i Are you eaten. counting...
1: You've beaten. I was gonna. I think you just answered what I was gonna ask. Right. Are you these counting are games, games that you need. played for like four hours and you're like, okay, I'll get back to this. Nah, one man, bit. I,
0: I try to roll credits on these bad boys.
1: Even Pac-Man Museum.
0: No. Okay, that's just it. Is I have another category that I put things in. That uh, where, what what uh, what I call this category? Oh, the retired category. Games that I will never finish. And so far, there's three games on that list: Nickelodeon Kart Racers Grand Prix Two, Pac-Man Museum Plus and lego star wars the skywalker saga
1: didn't i buy you that nickelodeon game
0: no i got it from the library you bought me fruit racing remix 2 or something (laughs)
1: like that i knew something garbage worthless yeah
0: yeah but to get me to this 25.8 percent, i finished another game contrast are you familiar
1: it's like there's like a french artsy indie game isn't it yeah or am i thinking of something else
0: no that's it the whole premise is you play as a trapeze artist lady and yeah, you gotcha. follow a little girl and you have the power to go into shadows and supposedly you're the little girl's imaginary friend uh, the story is kind of rough because the whole premise is like uh, you're a little girl and your parents are separating but then you find out spoilers your dad's not your dad and your real dad's a dirtbag magician that doesn't want you and it's it feels so rushed I recommend the game because it's interesting but the puzzles are so janky because you are just popping in and out of the walls, just weirdly, it's weirdly glitchy. The story feels really rushed, because I feel like I beat this game in, I don't know, like four hours, it seemed, where I played, I don't know, one hour a month ago, and then I played the last three hours this week. And man, that twist at the end, you won't believe it. Turns out that maybe the imaginary friend isn't imaginary, and is actually the a test subject from... I don't, it's, it gets so stupid. They try to, like make it really complex for this indie game. And I get they're trying to make a compelling narrative and maybe surprise three people that were paying attention during the game, but this game's okay.
1: It looks like it was probably just okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Nave, did you remember any other games you were playing?
1: No. I I looked on True Achievements and I literally have only been playing Kingdoms of Amalur.
0: Oh, nice. Well, did you buy anything this week?
1: I bought Callisto Protocol.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard uh, mixed things about that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll like it. It seems like a game that everyone's angry at, but I'm gonna like it for my own reasons. I really like these kind of uh just grotesque horror kind of like environments and games, and so it's like it's a really neat like part of my brain to explore.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Well I don't really know anything about it besides people were complaining about its failed launch or something. What? can you give me like Well a thank god it's good?
1: been a week. Do what?
0: Like what what's the game even about?
1: It's like Dead Space.
0: Oh, that's it? It's oh, just—it's the that. spiritual
1: successor to Dead Space. But then, then like EA was like, "Guess what? We're remaking Dead Space." And they're like, "Oh God, we gotta get it out the gates <laughs> fast <laughs> before that happens." <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't that's, hear that news.
0: Well, I heard that they were remaking about it, but I didn't know this game was in competition.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of the people who made Dead Space. It is literally—you watch gameplay of it, you're like, "Okay, that's all I needed to see." You need to watch like a minute of gameplay there's something about that. like it. Ha- it's a single player game with a season pass oh no and it's like some of the death animations apparently are like locked behind the season pass i don't know anything about it because i haven't even turned the game on yet but looks good i tried to be kingdoms of amlar before fool's errand philip <laughs> i forgot how long western RPGs what, are. Western i'm only like RPG halfway through long? the i'm only like halfway through the goddamn map philip <laughs> i'm like wow they're just like so much fucking shit going on. I don't even I don't even wanna do it almost.
0: <laughs> you show up and they're like, I'm a poor peasant, I need help, my my shepherd's farm goats are being killed by evil trolls, and you're like, I don't wanna do this. I'm overpowered. You gotta go
1: you gotta go wave your arms in the fields and make sure the crows don't get our corn. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm skipping so much side shit, dude. I like here. Like, can you please rescue my wife? Nah, dude, you got to find the, got to find another guy. Yeah. Look like
0: like for another guy in giant armor that walks through here. All right. Let's see. That leads right into our Patreon section. Actually, let's do some quick news. Nave, we were just on an episode of audio pong.
1: Yeah, we just did that. Like my brain hurts. Minutes ago.
0: Even we went straight from there to this.
1: Yeah, I was like, Philip, I want to do my laundry and then Philip was like, Are do you gotta? And I'm like, I guess not. <laughs> All right, get in the Zincaster. And I'll like, okay. hello
0: and welcome, the to gaming together. Good times.
1: I'm also I'm I'm s i am also i am i am I was supposed to be on something for I think it's uh Aaron and Superpod saga. What the hell is their podcast called? No, that's that's it.
0: That's the time
1: saga. And then I'm supposed to be on that uh last Saturday, but They got postponed, so I think it's going to be next Saturday. So keep your ears out for that. And I think I'm also going to be on, uh, let me see my calendar so I don't forget. Game Duo. I think Game Duo is going to do something pretty soon, but I don't remember when it's going to be.
0: Nice. Keep your eyes to the skies, listener. I'll try to put them in the description if I remember.
1: I don't think it's going to be out by the time our episode's out. Oh, probably not. But we'll figure it out. And also, uh, ASAP Weekly, right, Philip?
0: Oh yeah, we got invited to the ASAP weekly Christmas party. So that's not coming out until later on in the month, but look out for that one too.
1: Interesting. All
0: right, Nave, our Patreon. So, dear co-op listeners at home, if you're a Patreon supporter of us, then you're probably Insane Cracker, Nick at Night, Hopple, or Intergalactic Finecast. If you're not, you're a coward and you should give us your money so that you get early access to things like...
1: listening listening together
0: yeah listening together our sideshow Nate what do we do in our sideshow
1: we listen to video game OSTs recommended to us by our listeners and we talk about which songs we like the most or hate the most
0: yeah so I was thinking about like usually acts acts usually I ask our guest to recommend an OST for us but we don't have a guest here so Nate do you have an OST that you would really like us to listen to
1: Mm, i'm really surprised how much like how little nintendo has come up like people are trying to i think they're trying to reach for things that are a little lesser known which i appreciate because usually like starcraft we did we did last of us like those are not osts i would ever have like like those don't stand out in my brain so i'm really glad that somebody is passionate about those um but i'm surprised nobody's come up with you know super mario sunshine or 64 or the legend of zelda we did pokemon at the beginning but that was our idea that was to figure out what yeah, just uh, game we wanted to do. See how it worked. There's so many uh, OSTs that I think of that are Nintendo oriented, and I think that might be because I grew up with the N64 and the Game Boy and the you know the NES or SNES and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, I uh, let's let's just say Ocarina of Time. That's the one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that's a a banger. I really appreciate the older style ones. Like uh, we're currently currently gearing up for Kingdom Hearts Two. A little, little early spoiler for that one. And I'm into it, but I almost want older type music to listen to. And the one I would recommend is Shovel Knight. I've gone back and I'm listening to this. That's you know, why I brought it up before. But the OST to Shovel Knight, surprisingly good for it to be so based on those NES titles or those retro game titles. Even though I know it's a modern game by today's standards. Or at least I would call it the kind retro throwback game. Yeah, it's a throwback, but that is listening together. <laughs> uh, our next episode should be coming out on the 15th and it should be for La- Wait, wait, what episode's well, coming out?
1: La- uh, Last of Us, right? Oh, yeah, The Last of Us. I we not them? out yet. Is it, dude? It's so confusing. It's yeah. out on Patreon right now.
0: Yeah, it's on Patreon. That was it. I was able to put it out on Patreon, but it hasn't come out to the free coward listeners yet. All right, Nave, what's going on with the Twitter?
1: Uh, nothing, I forgot.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I was so distracted.
1: I was distracted by uh, us doing the Audio Pong episode. So instead of discussing with people Portal 2, I decided to discuss with Philip narrative video game tropes and stuff like that. So my mind's been full.
0: What would you think people would say about Portal 2 if they were to answer your tweet?
1: Well, here's the thing. A lot of the – Timing of this episode is really bad because it's like very close to holidays and stuff. A lot of people are doing things these weekends and stuff, like visiting family and everything. So I reached out to like five different people and all of them were like, I wish it wasn't on Sunday because I would love to talk about Portal. God, I would love to. And I'm like, oh, that's depressing. I think instead of uh, talking about Portal, you, the Spotify raps just recently came out. Philip, did you ever look at yours?
0: Uh, Well, no, I don't really use Spotify, so I don't, I don't think mine would be worth looking at.
1: Why don't you go look at it anyway? Because it might be interesting. Uh, in the meantime, we had our own Spotify rap for our podcast. And while Philip's looking that up, I guess I can yeah, we can talk we can about that. And
0: we can we can thank our listeners for their support.
1: The Spotify Rap for Podcasters, we can go in and look at the back end for like Spotify. It kind of it does this similar thing, but it's like the opposite, like how many people listen to us and everything like that. And so and I know and I was always looking at it. I was like at work and I just had tears in my eyes because I'm like, I, I can't believe like how much support we're getting and we're so thankful for all of that like we goof around we call you cowards and stuff but it's really it really touches us like how much support we've been getting the uh we had 17 people who we were their number one podcast though philip
0: that's insane 17 people were their like favorite show i guess
1: the ones that we they listen to the most it's really it's really quite touching actually because I was wondering, I was like, I don't. I bet, Philip, it's probably the same for you. I don't know where you listen to podcasts at, but my top podcast was la- last podcast on the left. So I, I'm like, of course, I listen to that every week on Spotify. I kind of have a bunch of different places I listen to podcasts, though.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like my numbers are going to be all screwy because, you know, I don't I listen in a third party catcher that doesn't have any like online support or anything like that. It really just pulls the episodes. But for my, if I had to recommend or guess what my number one show is, it's going to be free to a good home because I listen to every episode when that comes out.
1: Is it weekly too? Because it's like there's there's a a bunch of podcasts that I listen to like that. But some podcasts I'll listen to on Podcast Addict and like I listen to uh, Sacred Symbols and Defining Duke and Knockback all on patreon because that's where they release earlier and i know i can listen to them on podcast attic but something screws up sometimes and i usually just i get an immediate notification when those pop up on Patreon, so i'm just like listening there it doesn't really matter where i listen to things
0: yeah i mean the biggest metric i want i you know think is just insane is not just the number one thing for 17 fans but that we're in the top 10 for 63 people i assume what doesn't of them even make sense is me or you you know of course
1: yeah, yeah it is I, I think we were number three on my spotify
0: but Just that someone bothers to listen to this drivel every week, I'm shocked.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll hit our game of the week. (laughs) You need to use the bathroom or anything?
1: No. You need to go spray your laundry? I have, like, my brain is, like, fizzled out because of all the talking I've been doing. Oh, Philip. So I was, like, I've had, like, a fucking headache. Like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, every morning I'd wake up, and I'm just like, God my brain you know what i mean and i brought a monster to work on thursday or not uh yeah on thursday whatever doesn't matter and when i drank the monster i was like i'm so dehydrated i don't know how i'm still dehydrated that's what i'm assuming is going on right i'm like drinking water at night and then drinking water in the morning i'm like this is insane this is gonna dehydrate me more this monster but i i'm so tired i got no sleep i just need to get through casing this mail and then i'll buy a big ass smart water at 7-eleven and when i drank the monster the headache went away, so, and I realized I'm—I think I'm addicted to caffeine. <laughs> I think that's what like my headaches are. It, it, I don't know if anyone's surprised that listens to our show. Molly's freaking out in the background, but uh I drink a lot of Monster, unfortunately. And I—it's like it. You know what it feels like sometimes when I wake up. It feels like you know in Fallout whenever you're get, suffering from withdrawal from Psycho, <laughs> and just, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's what I feel like waking up sometimes. And I realize that oh, I don't know, that might be a little unhealthy, Philip. Maybe. But oh, I don't know what to I'm, do.
0: I'm no doctor. Uh well you know, you, they say you're just supposed to uh live out your life, how you see fit, just, just <laughs> yeah. deal with it.
1: <laughs> just gonna deal with it. Just gonna yeah. walk it off.
0: All right, we're back. Our game of the week this week, Portal 2, developed by Valve and published by Valve, famous for half-life. Uh team team fort was it uh what's it team team fortress 2 yeah team fortress 2 and dota uh, portal 2 was released back in april 2011 which nave i put in a couple titles that came out in 2011 so do you remember a title called skyrim no what is that it came out back then it was pretty big uh what about cod modern warfare 3
1: oh yeah game of the year every year
0: yeah or uncharted 3 dragon age 2 and Gears of War 3 all came out the same year as Portal 2. What a bunch of bangers.
1: bangers. Yeah, I know, right? Except for Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age 2 sucked. Oh, did it? Yeah.
0: I didn't play it. Origins um, for
1: life, baby! Oh my god.
0: We just talked about this. But store description from Steam. The single-player portion of Portal 2 introduces a cast of dynamic new characters and a host of fresh puzzle elements in a much larger set of devious test chambers. Players will explore never-before-seen areas of the Aperture Science Labs and be reunited with GLaDOS, the occasional murderous computer companion who guided them through the original game. Now, Nave, the single-player campaign is only half of this title. Can you believe it?
1: What is the other half?
0: The co-op campaign, which is completely separate. It's it's not that often that a game will launch with a full single-player pl- single story and then a separate co-op story that requires you to have another player to play with.
1: But this game has a fucking bitchin' narrative in both sides.
0: It does. So the description for the... It has a second description in its store, actually. The game's two-player cooperative mode features an entirely separate campaign with a unique story, test chambers, and two new playable characters. This mode forces players to reconsider everything they thought they knew about portals. Success will require them to not only just act cooperatively, but to think cooperatively. Steam Store.
1: There was this one moment that I have a clip of. It'll be on Instagram at some point, probably by the time everyone's listening to this. And there was a moment where Philip was like, Philip, I need, he's like, Nave, I need you to put a portal over here. And I'm like, no, do you just go through your portal? He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go through my portal. And oh, what do you know? I'm stuck in this room. Ri- oh, never mind. There's a portal in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I just loved it. Which,
0: before we get into the portal talk, Nave, what's your history with the portal series?
1: big fan of the original portal one of my favorite games uh was the orange box with you know team fortress and half-life and all that stuff in it. that's how i exp- experienced all that back before i had a good old pc to game with but uh portal was the crowning jewel and i've beaten that game probably 15 or so times when they released the uh standalone on xbox live arcade i remember ha- there was a uh a girl named megan back in high school and i had her come over and watch me play the game because there was an achievement called out of the blue where you only enter orange portals and exit blue portals. And I ended up getting that achievement on like the second run. And that complicates every puzzle. Almost. You have to actively make sure you're not accidentally ba- Cause if you put a portal on the ground and like two portals on the ground, you'll seesaw, and yeah. that just invalidates the achievement. Instantly. Oh, God, so it's that's like, awful. that's a, yeah, it's a really hard achievement to get to. And, uh, it's great.
0: Yeah, uh, my history with the series is I'm pretty sure I borrowed your copy of the Orange Box to play it because I don't think I ever bought it. But yeah. man, that game blew my mind just the what they could do with the Portal mechanic because, dear listener, I don't know if you mentioned it. Like, I'm sure Portal's a big name in gaming or at least in PC gaming, maybe. But for those that aren't familiar, the whole premise is you have a gun and this is, looks like a first-person shooter, but it's a puzzle game. And you have... Two different shots you can shoot. You can shoot an orange portal or a blue portal, and they are connected. So if you go through one portal, you'll pop out the other, but you can only shoot them on white walls. And that's where things just get more complex. Where next thing you know, you're shooting a portal, like, it could be simple. You shoot a portal on a platform that you can't reach. You shoot a portal on a platform you can reach. Surprise, you can now reach the unreachable platform. Now, it gets more complicated where you start getting uh There's so many silly jokes that they throw in there, where they try to teach you things where they're like, fast thing go in, fast thing come out, where if you have like a launcher, something that can make you go fast, maybe you jump off of a high portal or a high platform, you land inside one of your portals, you will fly like a rocket out of your other portal. And so yeah. many different platforms can be reached that way or puzzle solved. And that is the, the simple beauty of the game, is that Just by placing these two connected portals, you can solve what seems like endless variety of puzzles.
1: And whenever you uh, multiply that by two, whenever you have four portals that are connected, like each each player in Portal 2, when you're playing co-op, has two portals as well like in complete isolation of each other so there's so many different puzzles that you can this it gets so it gets like exponentially more complex the things that the game uh, is asking you to do but since you have two eyes uh, watching and two brains thinking about these things it becomes just a fun little Rubik's cube to get yeah. through.
0: Now, I bring up the single-player campaign because I actually beat this for my backlog buster, too, because this is one of the games that I've completed before in the past, but I wanted to complete again. And the single-player is so good in this game. Yes. Like, the game feel or the game kinesthetics, the second I dropped in, you just feel the controls. Like, I'm like, everything's so snappy and smooth. You can platform. You can shoot portals. You can jump. It feels so good. And there's so many jokes in here that I just forgot about. Like, spoilers for Portal 2, everyone. But the whole thing is like all the white paint is made from ground up moon rocks that they had a million of that they shipped from the moon and that's what bankrupt the company. Just, <laughs> it's so stupid. Or uh, the, whole, like, the whole point of the game is in the last one, game you defeated GLaDOS, which is an evil AI, by ripping off all of her AI cores and throwing them in the incinerator after you know launch bombs at her. Turns out you know, you're a new character because you play as a new character. You don't play as the old one, right?
1: No, I'm pretty sure you're still Shell.
0: Are you? Begin- mm. Yeah, I thought you escaped at the end. Of the no, I don't game. think
1: you did. Like oh, it looked like you did, but I don't think you did.
0: Okay. Well, you wake up and you're being woken up by Wheatley, who is a AI node that was hooked on to Glados. The whole point of Wheatley is that he was a stupid tumor that would just say bad ideas in the Glados' head to keep her from getting too smart and too strong. <laughs> but now he's here to help you escape and try to get out of here. Which is so, it's, it is, and everything goes bad from there. It, it's just a downhill thing. Eventually you remove GLaDOS from the mainframe of the computer and put Wheatley in there, but he's the bad idea guy. So he just keeps ruining everything and has like nuclear reactors that he is mismanaging. So the whole facility is going to blow up <laughs> unless you can get GLaDOS, which Wheatley has taken GLaDOS and removed her from her casing and installed her into a potato. So you have potato GLaDOS that gets kidnapped by a bird and the game is just so funny like I know this sounds like madness that I'm just like just listing all this stupid crap but in the moment it all makes sense and it is so funny like this game just like I was laughing like all the way through this game even though I had played it before
1: it is one of those great games to relive like even if you have played this game go back and play it again the game just got uh, it's not there anymore but it was like Xbox games for gold in November but um, it's 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 cheap and it's on PC, and even if you play it, when you play it on PC, there's so many different like custom levels for, like, I wish we did play it on PC, but I don't have a computer, but there's so many custom levels for, like, uh, co-op and stuff like that, that, it's definitely worth going back and retreading through these memories, because there's there's some obscure shit that you're pr- probably going to not remember.
0: Yeah. There's some, like, or how you're just getting negged by GLaDOS through the whole first half of the game, where it's just saying that, like, oh, you've been in Cryo for so long, you definitely have brain damage or oh, you know, like, no, that was one joke. It was Wheatley comes in. And he's like, Hey, you've been asleep for like a really long time in cryo. You most likely have brain damage. Can you look at me and say some, say yes. So I know you're okay. And then a, a prompt comes on the screen and says, press a to say yes. You press it. It makes you jump. And he's like, you're jumping. I, I okay, I need a verbal confirmation. Can you, um, I don't nod your head to say you understand me. And you look at Wheatley it says press A to nod your head. You press it, makes your character jump. And he's like, you're jumping again. I'm taking that as a yes. Let's get out of here. And then he opens the door <laughs> for you. And I'm like, that is so, like, I wouldn't even say that's like metagaming. That is like,
1: perfect narrative. Subversion of experti- yeah, like, expectations.
0: Very well done. This game is just incredibly polished and well done. And I just have more respect for it as in we, you we were just talking about uh, Callista Pro Prodigal Pro- 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 or whatever it was called. Prodigal. Pro- Pro- yeah. Which I was apparently getting beef because uh, it came out partially broken or something. But for this game to be have such polish that I go back and it feels perfect to play on modern hardware. There's no issues. There's no incompatibilities. The game is just good. Good game. Good game. All right. Now
1: the co-op is just as good.
0: Yeah. Now, now that I'm done splurging over uh, the single-player campaign, Nave, tell me about this co-op. What's the setup with this?
1: Well, basically, you have these two robots called Peabody and Atlas, and uh, it's just Portal, but more. And it's Portal, but with more uh, players. It's great. I fucking love it. And uh, the entire scope of the game gets kind of like stretched out, because now you have the now you have to not only be able to figure these things out with a person but also be synchronized in multiple different locations in the game you have to be in the on the same wavelength but you also are uh encouraged to goof around because the game is so slapstick uh like in the in the original game there all of the comedy comes from the interactions that you have with with glados and the different cores and your own character but in this new game, there's so much comedy that is born from your friend falling into a pit of acid, or yeah. uh, making your friend go super fast and then accidentally using the wrong portal, and then he slams yeah, his face into wall. the wall. Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, I was listening to a lot of uh, interviews with the developers, and like if you want to listen to this, the ones I listened to, they were on digital Gaming. They were talking about how in the co-op they used to be two humans, and then that made everyone too scared to die. And so when they made them these robots, and every time the robots slammed into something, they they literally turn into cartoon characters. You know, they, they like slam into they're yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah, they splat into things. It, it was so funny that it encouraged people to just be more reckless and insane with the things that we were doing. It would encourage them to change their portal so that the light bridge that your friend is standing on disappears and he falls 50 <laughs> feet down. And it's like you, it, there's a continuous comedy that happens uh, throughout this game that just emerges from how much you want to pester your friend.
0: Well, it's funny. It's like so much of this game feels like the high brain, like I have to decode this puzzle in 3d space so we can, you know, move forward. But then you have this, this, you said of the slapstick lowbrow humor of I'm going to push Nave off this cliff for the 10th time in the last hour just to see (laughs) how he reacts. Or, like, there's heavy collision between the player models where they just, you can't move past each other if you're both in the same (laughs) thing. You can't even bump each other. And so, there's so many points where there's like a single portal or like a stair or something like that where I just stop and go, hmm. And then Nave's like, just turn around. Yeah. He's just like, get out of my way. We just need to go up this one thing of stairs. We just need to go through this one portal. And I'm like, I'm not sure which way to go, Nave.
1: <laughs> you just at the will of whoever's standing in the way.
0: <laughs> which, the the amount of puzzles are just so much more complex too, from the first game, because the first game was su- sufficiently complex for me. Like I'm no big brain gamer, but I was able to beat it. But with this game they start mixing in like fluid dynamics with the different gels where you have to apply gels and paints on different objects combined with the light bridges that you have to basically just you're able to using your portals shoot a laser beam bridge into different sections that you can walk on but then you start putting the paint on the light bridges themselves it gets way more complex And then they start mixing other mechanics such as timers where you have to push a button then you only have a limited amount of time to get somewhere. Or they have laser emitters that are just shooting a single beam laser that you need to get to laser receptacles and you have like a prism cube that you can rotate around to like point at certain objects. And at the same time you have killer robots that will shoot you in machine guns if they see you. This is all in one level too. It'll all be like and especially near the end of the game when we were playing like the added on challenge DLC and stuff like that. These were challenging levels.
1: Yeah. There were many times where it's like, okay, I'm the shield guy and you're going to be the guy that keeps us moving with the little gravity thing, which you didn't even talk about oh, a little gravity, it, cylinder, a gravity
0: lift too, that. You're able to control like the flow of gravity in a single cylinder that you then shoot through your portal. And then you can basically have like a gravity portal combo light bridge that you had to organize together with your co-op partner.
1: And that's the funny thing too cuz it's it's funny in the in the single player like you don't play a show I'm like you do play a show but it's like you it doesn't matter cuz it it's, it's just no. a it's a blank character but it's like it's so much more impersonal when you play the single player game but in the multiplayer the fact that you can see the person that's playing it makes everything so much more personal and so much more humorous like and it's it's like whenever you're getting shot by the turrets, it's like oh no oh no oh no. But when you see Philip's robot body going ah ooh ooh ee, and like getting shot by the turret, and he's like, "No, you help me," and I'm kind of like not inclined to help at all because I just want to see him explode. Now, it's like so funny, and like I like how they write in the the fact that your characters explode and then respawn. They they physically wrote that in to encourage people to be okay with death. So it's like they made it to where you at the end of every level see your character blow up and at the beginning of every level you see your character get re put back together. It's like it's uh or not blown up, but it's the DLC that you get blown up in. But um you get deconstructed and reconstructed and that's all part of the narrative that drives the game forward. You become more acceptable to like the the slapstick pain and suffering that your friends go through.
0: Yeah. Uh also the whole time you're giving a getting a narrative from GLaDOS, who is in charge of you as you know, a test subject, and she's just always saying such quotable lines. Like Jana even like really liked one where I think it was just like trash in a gravity stream or something like that. Uh GLaDOS says, just focus on the trash in front of you. And Jana's like, That's the quote <laughs> of the year. <laughs> like that's
1: so deep. <laughs> It's great, and I think in the co-op it's even more humorous because there's this thing which they had to apparently like, like scale back. Uh, they uh, Glados at the beginning of the game would start giving randomly to a player uh, collaboration points Science for collaboration random mundane points. tasks. Yeah. So I would take three steps forward, and they'd, she'd be like, "Good job, Orange." Orange is awarded 200 science collaboration points. And Philip was like, what? I want some collaboration points. <laughs> and at the end of every chapter, or like whenever you go back to the hub world, you can see a big screen. And it's like, it's random. It's like, what, it's like I have... 1200 collaboration points and philip has negative 200 something yeah but it's arbitrary it's random like <laughs> don't you don't, know you're not making any points it is a randomly generated number that only you see and what's really interesting is in this game you can hold down the y button and then you could it'll show you a tiny little screen uh of what your partner sees and even when you look at that screen you can't see what they see on that screen so it's only like it's, it's very physically. funny.
0: And that means I could lie if I wanted to and be like, actually, Nave, I have 12,000 collaboration points.
1: <laughs> but, it, and it's so funny, too, because it's like, as you play the game, GLaDOS does do, she drives this wedge between Peabody and Atlas, And, but, which also, apparently, they had to scale back on in development because when they play tested the game, people would get upset, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, the more competitive it kind of got, the more upset players would get because the, it's like, it's, it's the, the collaborative nature of the game uh that's as far as the mechanics are concerned clashing with the narrator of the game essentially pushing you guys apart but that there is a little bit of that still left over in the game where glados would be like uh what did she say there was one time philip when she was talking like uh orange can you think about can you write uh name all of the things that make you feel inadequate actually we don't have enough time just look at blue and use that as an example and philip's <laughs> like wow yeah, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> well then or like she would be like don't i don't want to hurt orange's feelings but someone's doing really well right now <laughs> and <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> like everything is like a backhand comment towards one way or the other uh like one of the silliest ones is right in the beginning, the team building exercise. Oh, the dog really wants to tell you something. Chomp. I don't know what she's trying to tell me. Yeah, she so, bit my hand. I'm going to remove your hand from your arm, father. The, what were you saying? The team building exercise right in the beginning where they're teaching you how to play. They're teaching you how to ping. And so it's like a board will come down and it's like, uh, Blue, please ping and tell Orange what your favorite animal is. And there's a bunch of silly little animal pictures on the wall. You ping it. And then you scroll down. It's like, okay, now Orange, tell Blue what your favorite element on the periodic table is. And then all these elements are on the board. And it's like, hold on a second. Like, this is, <laughs> this is already a uh, set of very different type of scales. And then it, it resounds that apparently Blue is the uh, categorically stupid one. To <laughs> orange."
1: <laughs> The, a lot of the, like, you're getting a lot of this narrative, like, it, it's as a reward of, like, completing the puzzles, because you kind of just, not only are you getting the serotonin from thinking that you're smart, but it's also, like, you want to hear what GLaDOS is going to say to the, your characters next.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's many times when you, like, I'll drop into from a level or whatever, and I'll be like... Blue, that is incredibly accurate. The hurtful thing you said about Orange a moment ago. We better not tell him. <laughs> like that. And I'll be like, thank you, GLaDOS. Let's see. Uh th- the humor doesn't just end with like GLaDOS though, because there's a lot of just silly things in the games. Like the lasers aren't lasers, they're like reinforcement training beams or something like that. And they like hurt you when they hit you. When they yeah. use them to blow up the robots. Uh at one point you get uh balls instead of calling them balls they are called edgeless safety cubes because they're safe which you need to put
1: into the edgeless safety cube receptacle
0: yeah uh i'm trying to think but you know portals always had silly stuff like that like um i think even the jump companion cube the companion cube yeah where it's just a it's a regular you know aperture science testing cube but this one has a heart drawn on the side of it to encourage affection and that's it that's like that's the companion cube uh let's see there's the like these little like man launching cannons on the ground i remember, i wish i wrote down all the different stupid names they just have for everything because everything either has like a needlessly complicated name or a name that just it's just all ridiculous
1: yeah, like, I don't remember Like, for much. instance,
0: uh, there's the orange gel that makes you go fast. And it's like the zero friction coefficient gel, some other. It's like, it's just go fast gel. When you put this gel on the ground, you go really fast when you run on it.
1: And it's fun to paint. It's like Splatoon.
0: Yeah, you just paint everything you can with it. All right, so let's kind of talk about, like, more of our experience with many of the levels. Because, Nave, you've probably played this more recently than oh. I have, right?
1: What? Portal Co-op 2? campaign? Camping? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so did you remember a lot of these levels from your last playthrough?
1: I remembered most of them. Okay. And I kind of just kinda of held back. But there were some moments where I was like, I, I'm drawing a blank. Like you you would remember being in the room, but you remember the end result and you don't remember how you get to that end result. So sometimes I would have the right idea because I knew where things were supposed to end up, but I just didn't remember exactly how what it. would the process or like the order in which I was supposed to do things.
0: There was one room in particular that I thought was very funny. You're like, oh, there's an achievement for not letting the cube get destroyed in this room. And I'm like, oh, okay. The big brain time, Nave. Everybody look around. Eyes open. Eagle eye time. We started scoping out the room. And we're like, okay, looks like the cube's going to drop out of this part of the ceiling. There's acid all over the, the floor. There's only like t- two platforms you can stand on. But there's like a jump pad over there. There's this pad over here. Obviously, it's going to jump out of the ceiling. I need to be over here so I can grab it. Sound good? And you're like, yeah, okay. So I get over there. I'm like, Nave, hit the button, drop the cube. We look up, we see the cube fall down. And then right next to it on the wall was a man launching pad that we didn't notice. And the launcher just comes out, slaps the cube and launches it across the room where it disintegrates in the ass. And we're both just standing there like, oh. (laughs) And it turns out with that puzzle, like you have to get, so one of the characters like flying around the room on the bounce pads themselves and catch the cube in midair. But we didn't like. Nave knew that the cube was going to go in the air, but we didn't know where, like, how it was going to end up, and that just made it. It was just funny.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of moments where it's kind of like Nave now, and then he Philip would press the button, and I wouldn't. Know, we wouldn't know what it would happen. It was just a joke that happened over and over again. Where, and then a cube would fall into the acid. You're like, Nave. You didn't catch the cube. I didn't even know it was going to drop a cube.
0: <laughs> uh, oh God, there was one level too near the end of, on the challenge levels where we needed to get a cube. Was it a cube? Yeah, we needed it. No, yeah, it was definitely a cube. But the problem was the cube kept getting coated. Was it in the blue stuff, or the
1: blue stuff was just all over? It was blue paint, yeah, which is the jumping gel. That makes you jump real high.
0: It's like rubberized anything on the outside with this jumping gel. And so there was a death wall, like an anti-aperture equipment wall. I don't remember what it's called, but the whole point is the (laughs) wall will destroy any thing that touches it it clears your portals if you touch it it destroys any cubes or spheres or anything else that touches it so we needed to get it in there but anytime i would drop the cube or set it down it would start bouncing around the room to its death <laughs> and so i'm like oh god Nave, i don't know what we're supposed to do on this one and i was we were doing this last line. i was so tired that my brain power was just in the end and then meanwhile you're like no hmm. also trying to help me solve this you're like maybe just do this and i'm like nave that'll never work and then we do it and it worked and i'm like okay we can keep playing i guess
1: It's funny though because like these these robots are comical the way that they look and like watching your friend watch this companion cube is going bah, 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 just bouncing around this room in the ceiling and in the roof and everything and philip's just watching it up there like <laughs> oh god like i'm never it's not coming down yeah, <laughs> and yeah. i'm just like, just waiting for him to catch the cube it's really god. it's comical it's
0: so silly uh see there was many puzzles too, where we would overcomplicate things to where we're trying to like pro gamer mountain butt chug a a puzzle i'm like nave if we go off this cannon here this bouncer here go in the anti-grab for approximately three seconds and i shoot a portal over here and then shoot a second portal in the half a second before i hit the floor i will have just enough inertia to launch me onto this one platform and then nave's like why don't we just shoot a portal on the platform or something like... That. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, that could work too, I guess. Or, God, there was one where we needed like a laser to lift up an elevator at one point, and... We were basically doing this full thing with like basically we needed like six portals to make this one thing work or we needed to, to we were going to anti gravitate up an elevator shaft. So it, the laser just happened to hit the thing while the Declaration of Independence had lemon juice on it during a sunset and it maybe would <laughs> line up and raise the elevator for half a second so we could make the jump to the landing platform and win the level. But then I was like, wait, hold on. And then I just moved the like the re- refracting crystal thing box and just pointed it the other way and I'm like that'll work and it worked. my like, god!
1: Well, that's can't... the thing too, because I was standing on the elevator and I'm like I don't even know what you just did. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you did, <laughs> but let's just go.
0: Like, I don't know what's worse either either not knowing how to solve the puzzle or making the puzzle twenty times harder and then trying to solve that puzzle. <laughs> We were like dungeoning, dragoning our own puzzle. We were like, all right, what if we only could do this? Or at one point I was feeding Arthur with one hand. And so I was playing with just like my left hand and I managed to make my way up to this one thing. And I need to just reach over and create one portal for Nave to get up here. But I'm like, Nave, I cannot see a white surface from up here to create a portal on. And he's like, oh man, you know. So we end up spending like an extra 10 minutes on this level. And then Nave is the one that gets up there. And he's like, Phil, why don't you just walk to the right? And I'm like, oh, I couldn't turn my camera because I only had one hand. So I didn't think there was anything to my right. I thought it was just what I could see in front of me. And so we suffered a lot in this DLC.
1: But the DLC was very... Philip was like, do we have to do this? And I'm like, Philip, these are good. You're gonna, I promise. The, they the, were good. And also there was so many, so much more comedy. Like Dude. any more GLaDOS is great. The, the and DLC the outro had for the DLC is way better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like the the sto- wait, did you say the single player DLC is better?
1: No the the no the DLC is better. The co op DLC is better than the story. The ending of the regular co op.
0: Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, are we going to spoil it? We yeah, sure. It. All right. So the whole premise is you are woken up as robots again after completing the first co op campaign. The DLC wakes you up and she's. GLaDOS says, It's been 10,000 years. We need you back in the fight. She's here. And she's <laughs> after us. And we're like, Oh my God. And then, of course, you learn that GLaDOS has actually been lying to you as you start completing levels. And she's like, She's getting too powerful. We can't stop her. By the way, it hasn't been 10,000 years. It's been like a thousand years. No, it hasn't been a thousand years. It's been a
1: month. Uh, no, she it's, she it's been literally like is like, She's literally like, it's been a thousand years. I'm sorry. That was a lie. I lie when I get nervous. <laughs> she yeah. just keeps lying over and over. It's
0: funny. It, it just keeps, she just keeps telling you this stupid stuff, uh, which is it the DLC where you free the humans?
1: No, that's the original.
0: Okay. Indie. The whole original premise is you're going to free the humans that are all in like stasis and she calls them test subjects. So I don't know if they actually get freed or not. Uh, there's a robot. Yeah, I at the don't end. think that's like
1: i don't think she's trying to free them to free them i think she's just trying to get more test subjects
0: yeah i think they're just test subjects by the end but it's funny because there's like a robot guarding the the vault and he said no i must protect the humans and you of course defeat him instantly i think <laughs> yeah like you you go over there and you snap his robot neck even though they're just basically trash cans <laughs> they're like they don't have any body parts besides legs and eyeball
1: it's um, it's great too because uh, i don't know it's, it's just it's so funny. So good.
0: Uh, but co-op uh the DLC, uh, you're going to stop an evil villain, and she's taking over. And at one point, you are breaking out of the you're being turned into killing machines. That's the whole point yeah. of your training. And GLaDOS is, of course, talking drill sergeant crap to you like, uh, how tall are you? And it's like, I know your height. It's approximately four cubit whatever bullshit bullshit no
1: she goes she quotes full metal jacket she's like i didn't know they stacked uh, piles of human excrement that high and she's like actually the average height of human excrement is five feet uh, for pro regulations and i know your height it's but it's definitely higher than that (laughs) she's just being a fucking computer
0: yeah so that's the thing she's reading a book that's like uh how to turn soft marshmallows into killing machines, volume seven or something is like the title of the guide. She's using to train you. And it gets to the point where she's like, okay, we don't have time. We're going straight to the fight. Uh, we're going to skip ahead in your training. You are now officially killing machines. And it's like, well, <laughs> like we're just going to just award us the honor of being killing. Well, The machine? great
1: thing is the beginning of the DLC. It's like, it's like an art project. And she's like this, this art, pro- this, uh this is my art piece called laser beams. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean? And she just, but uh, like h- over halfway through the thing, she's like, "This art project is called." And then you hear an explosion. Everything's slowly getting worse. Like things are starting to break down. You hear an explosion off in the distance. She goes, "Actually, it doesn't matter what it's called. It. The only thing that matters is that you enjoy this art piece as quickly as possible." <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get you through the level. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh god, it's just so good.
0: Uh, we eventually make it where we're like outside of the testing facilities. We're in like the guts of the laboratory which is all like industrial looks like silent hill almost just everything's metal and tubes everywhere Uh, um, rusty platforms that are all broken we find our way to a i'm not even sure what this place is it's just like a small oval shaped office like we finally make our way into it and there's a bird from the single player game this crow and it's right there but before we get to it uh, it's the crow sitting on a computer or something like that. And it's like, Oh no, she's taking control. And she's like, hit, she's in a bunch of, you're like beeping or whatever. It's like, Oh, she turned the <laughs> lights off. The lights go off and Gladys is like activate night vision. And it goes, you know, like <laughs> yourself,
1: it's, like, it's like, okay, now that the night vision's back on, what I need you to do is, and then the lights come back on and you can't see anything. And she's like, Oh God, she turned the lights back on. <laughs> Turn the night vision off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just it's just that's probably I think that might've been like the best joke too. Like that one literally like made a stop <laughs> Like We <I'm laughs> make it it's a bird just mashing keys on a keyboard and we're like, oh god, it's the bird from the single player campaign. And you get a cute little cutscene of uh atlas like doing some karate and peabody just opens the window or, or closes the window when the bird flies out of it and the
1: bird's like flying around the room and 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 atlas or peabody's like spinning in circles flailing his <laughs> arms just scared of the bird
0: fantastic animation work and he's like this is what it looks like in my house when there's a wasp or something like, that. like yeah but so they lock the bird out. They see there's actually a nest of bird eggs. And Gladys is like, my God, it started a genetic cloning experiment. <laughs> and then uh, eventually they're like, smash it. And then both of us are like shaking as we approach the eggs. And we prepare to yeah. smash them with our portal guns. Destroy the embryos. But then she's like, Whoa, well, no, wait. And then it cuts to the, uh, I don't remember what they called it. But it was basically an over... It was a edgeless safety tube yeah, of a uh, an incubator and the eggs are hatching and the there's GLaDOS with the eggs to come in the little baby chickens and starts nagging them like you're disgusting little creatures with your oversized beaks. How do you think you could even, you know, fit inside an egg when you have a beak and head that big? But I think you'll be <laughs> great test subjects for Mummy, won't you? Just like stupid stuff like that. We're like, oh, God. It continues. Portal three. Portal three, bird where you edition. play as a bird, bird portals. And you know, Portal. Nave, I really don't know what else to say about this game. Like, I feel like we've just been gushing about how good it was at this
1: point. Yeah, well, it, this is the problem because our I I pride myself on our podcast being funny, but we can't be funnier than this game. So it's kind of like a like a uh, what is it? The dude pushing the boulder up the hill thing. Yeah, like it Sisyph- just doesn't work. Sisyphus.
0: Well, all right. Let's let's be negative. What what sucks about this game, Dave?
1: There's not more of it. Yeah, I guess There's not a third one.
0: Uh, well, they don't make threes in a uh, Valve.
1: Yeah, they were talking. That was in the interviews where they're like, why don't Why don't you guys make a third game? And they were like, okay, so here's the thing. So when you make a thing, right, you make a game, make Portal, right? At the end of the day, you don't get all the things that you wanted in there. There's every, When you're looking at it, there's like so many blemishes that you want to iron out, right? And then so you're very much incentivized to make a second one so that you make something that's better than the first one. Like this is our original idea, right? But yeah. once you make the second one, it you don't have the same – like gumption you know what i mean like you're not trying you're like okay this is it this is what we wanted so it's like harder to go into a third one with the same motivation you know and i was like i guess that makes sense i
0: don't know did you play bioshock 2 compared to the first one
1: well bioshock 2 wasn't made by like all of the same people yeah
0: did you play dark souls 2 but compared to the first one
1: well dark souls 2 wasn't directed by the same guy (laughs)
0: I don't know what you're getting at here.
1: You're telling me it's so it's <laughs> like Bioshock Infinite is Bioshock t- is this is the actual sequel, and then it's like, uh, what is it? Dark Souls Three is like the actual sequel to Dark Souls One, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Because Dark Souls Two is like a faraway land type thing. Like, what if we were in a a fantasy kingdom way far away from everything that happened in Dark Souls One? You know.
1: But yeah, it's like Mass Effect Andromeda, and now they're making actual Mass Effect Four.
0: Right. Yeah. The problem is I can't really think of anything bad about this game, except it doesn't have subtitles on by default.
1: Yeah, really annoying. And then I turned closed captions on. And I was like, this is a little annoying, but the, the I box did it's it. so
0: big. Like it yeah. says everything in the text is so big. Like, oh, uh, let's see. There weren't um, that many settings, I guess, for the UI. Like it's so nitpicky. Anything that I could point out that this game maybe does bad.
1: That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This right, game is just more? purely good. This is like actually one of the best games ever made. Do
0: you have any more meat points?
1: Uh, no.
0: All right. Well, let's take a break and then we'll hit our closing
1: words. Do you need a break? No. It's weird talking about a game that is just pure fun, yeah. pure good.
0: You think it's going to get Game of the Year?
1: Mm, maybe. Maybe hey, we'll see. I mean, I was. Uh, so you ever have these moments where you're like um, listening to something and someone starts talking to you? And you're, like, trying to listen to the podcast and, like, talk to the person at the same time, like, trying to, like, manage these conversations. So, earlier today – or not earlier today. Earlier this week, I was – because on my route, there's a lot of, like, retirees and stuff. I talked to a lot of old people on this route. (laughs) Yeah. This old man came up and started talking to me. Just as – I'm listening to last podcast on the (laughs) left. And (laughs) So, the whole thing is, like, they're talking about, like, this dude who – you know L. Ron Hubbard? yeah. Who made Scientology. Well, he's talking about this dude that was like a magician guy that ran like rocket-powered, like stuff it's crazy and they're talking about all these magic rituals that they were doing that elrond hubbard was involved in and i'm talking to this old man he's like oh i'm so glad that it's you know not as cold as it used to be i bet you're glad it's not as cold I, if you have any bills make sure you keep them i don't want those bills <laughs> meanwhile in my ear i hear you must come on the tab on the magical <laughs> tablets in order to fertilize the Anakian language and i'm like <laughs> I just trying to hold this conversation with this nice old man <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think about that one that extreme. Usually, I just take an earbud out whenever someone's talking to me.
1: I I just pause it. I'm like, I got, I I'm not missing any, but it's like I don't know. I fucking it's it's like it's like listening to music while watching a, a movie. You know what I mean? And like yep. things that sync up. I love how things like that. Because now every time I drive to that house, I'm gonna think <laughs> about the tablets. <laughs> like I'm gonna think oh, about that old man walking up to me. All
0: right, we're back. Portal two. I'll take this first final words, Nave. Uh, this is going to be a hard recommend for me. This game is split screen, Nave. Anybody can play. Yes, it. it is. I think it's on Game Pass. I can't remember. That or I own no. it. No. No, I got it for Games for Gold. It's games cheap. for Gold. It's probably very cheap. Uh, go out, buy this game. It is so good. I'm pretty sure Steam gave away Left 4 Dead, right? And Portal 2? No? One year for Christmas, Steam just Left gave it dead. away. But this game is... Like, if you're not into puzzle games... Play this and you might be surprised. You might be in the puzzle games and not even know it because this game does require you to have a little bit of thought, kind of piece things out. But in the end, every puzzle I felt like was solved mostly through just try stuff. It was the scorn methodology of I'm just going to do this and see what happens. I'm going to do this and see what happens. And then once you know what everything does, that's whenever you had to like just put everything in order. Like they weren't that hard until we started doing the DLC or like maybe the final little bits when we had a lot of like Uh, anti-aperture technology, science walls or whatever, reclamation, whatever they are, I don't, over (laughs) silly name, where all our balls were getting destroyed after they were bounced around the room. Those are like the hardest ones. But anything before that, you can brute force mostly. What could be really fun is playing this with another person. And Nave's already talked about like playing through this with another person when you already know all the answers. This would be really hard for me to play through with another person at this point but in i don't know 3 years maybe i can get one of my kids to play through it or i wouldn't mind watching my daughters play through this with both of them just playing it and i just watch them play i think that would actually be a pretty fun experience but this game is fun it's silly and maybe you actually kind of learn a bit about navigating 3d spaces using portals now you're thinking with portals
1: and it's hilarious
0: yeah it's so funny all right nave what about your final words
1: this game is peak comedy and it's also it's it's incredibly intuitive. It's in uh it's engaging as far as like mentally and it's not that hard. It's approachable. So you and, and I don't know. It's hard to recommend the co-op over the single player cuz the single player is mo- where most of the focus went, but the co-op has its own uh the co-op has its own merits, especially with how complex the the levels get. The single player does get a little complex, but the multi but having so many different like combinations of like things that you can do I'm pretty sure there are multiple ways to solve a couple of puzzles in the in the and yeah. the co-op campaign um I mean I love it and it's something that I was really happy to do I I wanted to do like co-op like custom levels cuz I know that's really big on the Steam Workshop on the PC but I mean even just replaying through the co-op campaign there's a lot of like funny line one-liners that I had just forgotten and yeah. it's like it even extends to the single-player campaign. So, I mean, even if you've played this game already, I recommend going through it and playing it again. Especially, like, play it with, like, a loved one so that they can sit there and watch you play it or, like, listen to what's happening. Because the game is deceptively hard for people who don't play video games. So is it? Yes. Um, I think Chris Reagan was talking about he, – he tried to get his mom to play Portal. Because it's like it's portal. It's a super easy game. There's no one to shoot at you. There's no no way that hey, you can die. Take as long usually as you need? but it's like it is three D space. You have to understand three D space immaculately already in a video game. Like you have to be able to like look around, move and move the left analog stick and the right analog stick at the same time. And that is like something that a lot of people don't actually know how to do.
0: Oh no. I see but, what you mean.
1: So it yeah. actually is not like a great first game, but <laughs>
0: All right, uh, that's pretty glowing reviews from both of us. So, Nave, what are we playing next week?
1: I don't know. What do you want to play? There's a Gundam. There's a Gundam multiplayer shooter. That's free. Can play that. Is, how long is it? It's a shooter.
0: Okay. I mean, we could try that.
1: I think it's just a class shooter, like a class based shooter, but with Gundam wings. I think it's like Overwatch or something like that. Oh, I yeah. know nothing about it. You know, you know me, not knowing what the fuck's going on, just jumping into shit blind. If it, uh, if it sucks, then don't take our word for it. We don't know.
0: Which I was thinking back on Portal when you were talking about just like the silly quotes. There's two different parts, spoilers, in the campaign where you have the option to kill yourself and you get an achievement for it each time. Where it's like <laughs> it's like the very beginning. Show
1: the pit who's boss.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like uh, GLaDOS is about to capture you and she sets up a uh, a test room over to the side while you're like sprinting through the the backworks or the waterworks. Of the testing facility <laughs> and she's like i made a puzzle for you yeah it's a uh, m- much simpler than you or it's it's really hard or something like that it's like you go over there and she just closes up the box and it just gases you <laughs> while you're in the room and it's like see it was not that puzzle easy and you're like mm. or there's another one with the pit where once you swap wheatley out uh when you're trying to escape him uh he traps you into a bunch of crushers or something like that and you manage to just go around him and then you're walking away and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, Cause he's Wait. incompetent. Yeah. He's like, how, what if you just come back and, uh, I don't know, throw your, throw your body down this pit to your death or something. Just come back and jump in the pit. And you're like, Okay. And if you walk back, you jump on the pit, he's like, Oh my god, I can't believe he did it. <laughs> this is so hard <laughs> at all. And then you get an achievement, and it's like show the pits who's, who's boss or whatever. And I'm like, God, it's so stupid.
1: It's so great. One of the thing one of the funniest jokes in the single player is like a, a fourth wall break a little bit because it uses the achievement system to emphasize the joke. Oh, and so yeah. there's a part where Wheatley so, is like Wheatley's like, I'm gonna kill you and or like GLaDOS is like, This is the part where he kills you, and then you get an achievement, the part where he kills you. A description this is it it's
0: yeah like, it's so funny <laughs> i thought that was so great i think it even says like before you walk into that room it's like chapter, oh, the chapter chapter yeah. eight the part where he kills you and then you walk in there and he's like this is the part where
1: it's
0: so it's like um like have you seen like the police academy movies or anything like that
1: uh, uh, top gun or no yeah, like was top it? gun too like
0: same same no not t- top
1: gun that's the airplane oh, movie what's but I, you know airplane? lethal and weapon
0: lethal weapon that's it yeah we're <laughs> just stupid incredibly stupid stuff Love it.
1: Yeah, where the that's where the meme comes from, where the guy's shooting the gun and then he bends down and picks up a quarter in the middle of the gunfight. And he's like, "Nice!" and then he puts it in his pocket while he's still shooting. <laughs> All right,
0: do you have anything else to say to our co partners before we wrap this up?
1: No, I'm sleepy. We've been podcasting. I I podcast standing up. We've been pod, I've been standing up for like five hours now.
0: Yeah, this is a long day of podcasting. We really need to wrap this up. My 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 voice is getting lost, I'm getting raspy.
1: Yeah we seem a little tired it's because we are
0: (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us this week co-op partners remember science isn't about why but about why not cake boy